Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine this spooky year where a gremlin man stands there menacingly. Oh my god, he's looking right at me. What year is that, Zach? 1922. And welcome back to Oldie But A Goodie. Oh, it's still it's still this storyline. I'm here in 1922 now, and I'm walking around in America. You know, I visited quite a different, quite a few different places during these last few episodes. You know, I was in Russia last week, but now I'm here in America, walking the streets. And before I talk about the movie Nosferatu, I'm going to go up and talk to this random person. Hello, who are you? Well, hi there, stranger. How can I help you today? I was just wondering what you're up to, oh. uh, holding that device that you've got there. Oh, I just got here a couple of skis. Like to go skiing? Oh, not your regular skiing, sir. These oh. are these are for for water skiing. It's this new invention I made. I'm Ralph Samuelson, and I invented these here water skis. My goodness, why did you invent water skis when you can also ski on, on the snow and it's it's just as good, sir? What is this invention for? Well, you see, I'm a, I'm a big fan of aquaplaning. You know aquaplaning, of course. I've got no idea what the fuck you're talking about, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, it's much like my new invention, water skiing. It's where you, you're riding on a plank of wood on the water, being dragged around by a boat. But this time... I've turned that plank of wood into two little skis. Wow, that's amazing. Uncles are going to love this invention. So good. Work. Yeah, <laughs> what? Uncles? I don't... Whoa, whoa. Oh my god, you're changing. It's like a scene from a fucking David Cronenberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sandra, I'm back. How's it going? This is kind of like a lucky dip. You don't hear this, listeners, because I edited it out, but I just go up to, like, so many random people and ask them what they're up to. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking inventor, and then eventually, finally, Zach finally comes into one of them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Hey, um, this orphan's still following me around, by the way. Hello, governor. Got any dimes? Hey, I've got an idea. We need someone else for this episode, I feel. Here, let me... Oh, my goodness. The orphan has been turned into Nate's XPS. Hello, Nate. Yo. Oh, I was getting really cramped being that orphan. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad to no longer be that orphan anymore. Hi, boys. Hey, what's up? Welcome to 1922 America. Smells awful. Thanks for having I me. Know. Uh, you'll find out most of the past smells pretty bad, actually. 
Now, if people recognize your voice, that is because you have been on this podcast before, right? I but have. under a different name. Yeah, look, new, uh, new year, new beginning, new names. Once, uh, once upon a time, I was known as Scorn Gaming, but that uh, is no more. I'm now Nate XBS, the metamorphosis, as it were. I got zapped mm. like that little orphan kid and I turned into Nate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just like that. Yeah. It's art imitating life. Yeah. That's right. Just like, uh, just like uh, you're the Orlock to the Dracula. I don't fucking know what I'm where <laughs> going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah nice absolutely. analogy. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, on this episode, we're talking about the classic film Nosferatu. Uh, this is the, the the movie from 1922. And also, Zach, I believe the movie that you wanted to do on this season, right? Yeah, yeah. This was one of the ones I was uh, most curious about going back to old movies. I've always wanted to watch this as like classic horror thing that's referenced constantly in modern media. I'm like, I, I want to know where this is from. I want to know where Spooky Boy is from, you know? There we go. And now you've seen it. Your first viewing. I, I think this is the, I think I saw this when I was like really young on TV and did not understand mm. or remember any of it, but I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. And you have as well, right, Nate? You've seen this before? I have, yeah. Yep, oh, yep, yep. But same boat as you. Once upon a time, a million years ago, it was probably on in the background of the living room while I was a kid, but I have seen it, yes. And um, before we get into our thoughts on Nosferatu, let's talk about our thoughts on the story of Dracula in general. Uh, What's your favourite adaptation? How long have you been a Dracula fan? What sort of Dracula uh, story do you like normally, Nate? I mean, I, I tend to opt for like the more like gritty, grounded in sort of realism depictions of of Dracula. However, with that said, I think my favorite version of Dracula is still coming in the form of Nicolas Cage's new movie. (laughs) It does look very good, doesn't it? That's a bold prediction, sir. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think that, you know, I would ever be the guy to be like, Mm. I have a favorite Dracula and it's Nicolas Cage. But like, of course (laughs) it makes sense. Oh, here we are. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the trailer to Redfield because I was going to mention it at some point in this episode too. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that looks really good. So that's your favorite version of Dracula, but the movie's not out yet. So what is your favorite movie as of recording? I don't know if I have a a Dracula movie. Can we go vampire? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Movies in general. Yep. I mean, it's got to be Interview with the Vampire, Ooh. Queen of the Damned, and 20, oh, 30 Days of Night. They're my top three sort of vampire flicks. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of, of vampires. The the whole, like, story behind them, their weaknesses that evolve and change and are adapted into different things. Like, sometimes you get destroyed by sunlight. Sometimes you just sparkle. Like... <laughs> I've, I've played lots of D&D where they're a common monster and in video games in general, they're just like a common thing that you encounter. But I love the idea of a vampire as this evil thing that has this presence, the, the mystery and other things. Probably some of my favorite interpretations, like the, the Castlevania series. Oh, that's a, a good one. Classic one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which got adapted into the Netflix TV show, which is pretty good. I like that. But I also like the old story of Dracula, which I thought this was an interesting interpretation of. Yes. Um, because uh, the the story itself is very haunting. But they didn't have any of the 
they have a lot of things that are different in this interpretation. Yeah. And they are. But I, I remember reading the old story of Dracula and being enticed by the idea of turning into this creature of the night and getting superpowers and being fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, no, you took the wrong lesson from the book. <laughs> yeah, I know. I totally did. I was like, that sounds fucking awesome. I want to be a vampire. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think what my favorite version would be. I don't want to say it's what we do in the shadows, Ooh. but it probably is what we do in the shadows. Yeah, okay. Respectable. I can dig it. In terms of, like, the Dracula story itself, though, I don't know. I feel like Bram Stoker's Dracula is one that a lot of people say, but I don't know if it holds up very well. Yeah, look, I actually watched it with my housemate not long ago, and it was one of those movies that I wish I'd just left in the past and <laughs> held on to that memory. I fe- that's a common theme yeah. when it comes to, like, a lot of those older movies. You know, you remember them being iconic and incredible and amazing and rah, rah, rah. And then you brave it and you revisit it and you rewatch it decades later and you go, ah, oh, that didn't age great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lost Boys was pretty good as well. We did that one a little while ago and that was quite fun. I, I, I didn't love Lost Boys, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun, though. It was fun. And I think uh, the, the vampire movies as a whole are quite enjoyable, yeah. even even when they're bad. I really I really liked um, Nia Dark, which we did that same year. Yeah. Oh, Nia Dark. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of shitty vampires in a caravan. <laughs> like a whole yeah, thing. yeah. That's, great. that's it. I like exploring the idea of a vampire. It's like, hey, yeah. you live forever. What are you going to do now? Yeah. Are you going to, you know, invest in stocks and become, like, super rich other things? Or are you just going to, like, go around in a trailer and fucking murder people, you know? You're going to be Dracula with an iPad, which is the, uh, the ending of that fucking Netflix Dracula adaptation. <laughs> Oh, right, uh, yeah. It came out recently. Two fantastic episodes, and then a final episode of just, I'm Dracula with an iPad. I'm like, fuck this. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, it's a good show, though, the first two episodes. Just stop after that. Okay, okay, hot tip. All right, well, uh, those are our bit. It seems like we all really like the idea of vampires and some of the more nuanced takes on them. Uh, so now we're going to talk about Nosferatu, which is, is, I mean, it's surface level, isn't it, Nate? This is very surface level. At best i mean but it, i mean you know I, I i keep forgetting to look at this film through the lens of it's a hundred years old mm-hmm. you know i look at it objectively by today's standards and i'm thinking like there's not a whole heap to this hey mm. but then of course you know if you were to time travel like we did earlier in the episode um then you'd go you know this is probably groundbreaking once upon a time oh it it definitely is yeah i mean this and dr caligari which we did uh two episodes ago were like massive horror movies i i I think this is the first van like proper vampire film there were some before this but all the all the vampire takes before this were like succubus vampires this is like more of an actual vampire i think so um but i i thought this was quite good i enjoyed this a lot it's very fun Mm. but it is also very simple which does lead to you not having to pay much attention what did you think zach yeah i i I'm definitely feeling my point on horror that I made um, with Dr. Caligari stands here as well, where horror is a genre where we have built on it so much. Yeah. Because as times goes on, we need better and bigger monsters to scare us that by the time we got to here, 
like going back is it's it it doesn't do kindly for these poor old movies where people were a lot more superstitious back in the day. There was a you needed a lot less to frighten people. Nowadays, you needed to try really hard to mm. to get the same sort of fear out of people. Nowadays, it needs to be yes, jump scares, but also what if mental illness? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but not only that, I, we're sort of part of that generation that grew up being desensitized by the internet. <laughs> yeah, and mm. you know, having all sorts of heinous videos at our disposal during those impressionable years. Uh, and so now what would have been confronting and frightening and terrifying once is nothing by today's standards comparatively. Yeah, I did like the moment in this movie. I think it's meant to be the first scare, like when he gets in the scary carriage that's driven by Count Orville. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's meant to be like super scary. And I was like, this is kind of yeah. funny and silly. But uh, I don't know. I think... Yeah, it's interesting going back to, like, this old horror. Because I think with Dr. Caligari, that was, like, the production was really interesting there. Like, the sets yeah, were really yeah. fucking cool. Um, whereas this time around, it's a lot more simpler and, I guess, normal. So, you're relying on the atmosphere, which isn't really there a lot of the time. But it's still enjoyable to watch. I don't know why I like this as much as I did. I think I enjoyed Dr. Caligari more than I did this one. Yeah. Um, which surprised me because I'm way more of a vampire fan than I am of a sleepwalker fan. <laughs> so scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, so spooky. It's a sleepwalker. Hey, at least the concept was a bit more spookier in this one. And again, I like the story of the thing. But yeah, the set was way more interesting. And so you were drawn into the film by the set and the dialogue. And it had the sort of mystery that was going around. Whereas... Nosferatu doesn't have that so much. You obviously have the the sort of mystery of what the heck is Nosferatu and what the fuck is he doing, you know, and his weird powers. But it's it's a longer movie and it feels a lot slower. And um, it definitely... I was laughing a lot during this film. Oh, no. <laughs> I, found this, I found this film very funny. I love Nosferatu. I think he's great. And whenever he was on screen, I was laughing a lot. <laughs> what I was going to say was what I think Nosferatu has that a lot of other films of its sort of age bracket doesn't is legacy. You know, it's got this certain prestige to it. And what it has done is essentially like set up a template for, you know, horrors, even, even to today oh, yeah. you know you're still seeing like sprinklings of that 100 year old film in today's cinema it's just we have the means to expand on that now and do all these amazing things with it but that really paved the way for everything that came after it yeah definitely no i think you're right like um the format of this movie it might not be scary but it does watch like a modern movie the story like the way it's told and everything it does feel very similar to stuff that we would be getting nowadays, like any, you know, yeah. normal, modern versions of Dracula. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it it's aged pretty well that way. Do you like the design of Nosferatu, Nate? Oh, I do, actually, I do. Like, as... <laughs> even though, you know, it might make some people laugh, um, <laughs> I, I, I actually think it still holds up in terms of that there's a certain creep factor to it. Yeah. And maybe that's... What, maybe I just hit the nail on the head. He looks like a creep. Yeah. Maybe not creepy, mm. but it, he is a creep. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. and that is unsettling in itself. So 
yeah, I the design of him is good, great, excellent. The the actor playing him plays him quite well. I I, I like him a lot. Yeah, the actor is um is Max Shrek, uh who who's done a lot of other like like he was really well known at the time for doing just weird creepy characters. So mm. yeah, he, he was a very good get. And even though this movie is like not really, it's the it's the story of Dracula, but all the names are changed because it's just like an unofficial adaptation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's the case, I I feel like every fucking vampire movie has just copied the look. This set the look i think for vampires and uh as it should have it looks great i also really enjoyed um all the historical stuff was really surprising like they tie it into the black plague and all that like yeah the vampire brought across all these spoiler things that spoiled the world and spoilers um and i think that was all really interesting uh and i was not expecting it to get all historical on me (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. No, it's really, it is, it is really great. And um, I think it's one of those movies that even love it or hate it, you've got to respect it. Oh yeah. Mm. You know, same. You know, there's certain bands in certain genres of music that whether you love them or hate them, you got to respect them. Same thing applies here. You know, regardless of how you feel about this movie, it owns. Oh, sorry, it's earned that that respect. Yeah. How was your viewing experience with this one, though, Nate? Were you engaged the entire time, or did you kind of come in and out? <laughs> What? Now, can I be completely honest? All right. I, Absolutely. I, okay. Sensational. So I was putting this off and putting it off. So it was still fresh in my mind. And so it was last night that I settled down to, to watch it in its entirety. So it was good to go for today's episode. I fell asleep <laughs> within <laughs> minutes of it playing. Oh, no. And I woke, <laughs> I woke up, shit, rewind, watched a bit more was asleep again <laughs> in a matter of minutes. So I made it I maybe 35 minutes in last night and I had to finish it off this morning. Yep. Um, and even then I had to make sure I was doing something else to keep me engaged <laughs> and just have it going. Again, I respect it. I, I, I love what it did for the genre. It is hard to get through in, uh, in one bite. I definitely had... Uh other things going on in the background while I was watching this movie because yeah it was it was very long and going by today's standards it's a bit of a slog to get through yeah it's interesting that because it's like an extra half hour long compared to the other two movies we've done this year the pace just seems so much slower it's interesting isn't it yeah yeah I think the first couple of movies we've done because they were so much shorter it really felt a lot better, whereas this one felt like I was just like, oh my god, are we at the end yet? Please, <laughs> just, just finish it off. Just do the spook. The, the more that the, the years tick by, I've noticed, you know, the shorter the attention span of the consumer. Yeah. You know, I blame TikTok. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, but, you know, unless it's in a small, bite-sized, punchy little video, people's attention just don't exist anymore. So, so you try to, to pitch a movie that, you know, is 100 years old, no dialogue, and it's an hour and a half long? That's a tough sell. Yeah. Which is interesting because um, I think part of the reason why this movie has such, like, an icon status is because in, like, movies from the 80s, it was kind of a cliche that, like, oh, on a date in a movie... 
They go to the drive-in and they watch Nosferatu in a horror film. It happens in like multiple fucking horror films from the 80s. Yeah, it does. Uh, which is interesting because I don't know if kids back then would have, like in the 80s, what they would have wanted to watch this. I don't know. Even in the 80s, I feel like this was still going to be a slog. I, I, I disagree because we have the internet now, right? That's true. In the 80s, they still didn't have the internet. They didn't have phones to constantly grab their attention, you know? They're, they're not as spoilt as we are. Yeah, look, you're probably onto something. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think you're, you're right in... Uh, you, you have somewhat of a point blaming things like TikTok <laughs> and other stuff like that. I think it, it does ruin... This generation. No, I blame Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. That's what I blame. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. They all play their part. <laughs> but I, I also think, going back to Dr. Caligari and um, The Kid, mm. which we've watched, both of those were able to grab my attention. Do you think it's because you're more familiar with the story? Um, Possibly. Yeah. Although that bit was the thing I was interested in. And seeing what they changed about it. That was actually the thing that drew me into this more, I feel, than, than um, bored me. It might have been the fact that I have, I do know this story, actually. And so when they're like, oh, but he might be a vampire, ooh, you know, it's <laughs> like, yeah, all right, get, get on with it sort of thing. Yeah. Let me get to the good bits where you add all the weird powers. Um, throw, yeah. throw me a few more hyenas in, you know, come on. Do you think maybe if you were to watch this in like a theater setting, like a packed out movie theater, maybe there's a live accompaniment playing the score or whatever. Mm. Um, everyone's like, not necessarily laughing along, but you know, it's not, it's a silent movie, so you could talk during it. <laughs> Do you think that might have? Uh, I think as a group, this would have been more enjoyable, you know? Yeah, and and in in that setting, it's more of an experience that way. Like yeah. it's it's a whole mm. thing. It's not just a movie anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like Dr. Caligari brought me in with its amazing set designs. Yeah, which always got me interested in the next scene because I wanted to see what they did with the set and the acting and the over thing. The kid is a comedy, and uh, some of that comedy is quite timeless. Yeah. So I think that's actually quite good. So that kept you engaged, whereas this was missing all of that. When Nosferatu was on screen, I was engaged. <laughs> Whenever he was doing anything, I was like, oh, I want to see what he does next, you know? I want to see him shadow grab... Uh, this is all spoilers. I should stop well, saying spoilers. We will uh, get into spoilers in a second. Uh, the only yeah. thing left to do before we get into spoilers is to rate it. Nate... Is this an oldie or is it a goodie? Oh, it's definitely a goodie. Um, mm, yep. You know, historically. Mm. Okay. That That's my caveat. It, historically, it's a goodie. Are you saying it's both an oldie and a goodie? <laughs> Personally, it's a fucking oldie <laughs> in a big, bad way. Oof. But, I mean, it's... It, that's just, I'm hearkening back to, you know, you got to respect it as well. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's an oldie, but boy, is it a goodie. Mm, an oldie and a goodie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excellent. That's crazy. Would you ever watch this again, do you think? Or is this like a one and done for you? I think it's a one and done for me. Yeah, there, it, there would have to be a very, very specific set of like really niche circumstances that I'd watch this again. I don't even know what those circumstances would be, mm. but yeah, f I, I doubt that there would, uh, I'm not going to be sitting around one day and go, I could really watch Nosferatu right now. I could, I could see myself watching it again with friends doing a thing where they haven't seen it 
and like but doing it as a group in person watching the film together having like a laugh with it you know i i feel like that i could do watching it by myself nah i'm good fam <laughs> look look <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll watch something else well what do you think that is this an oldie or a goodie I, I I did say I would watch it again, and I would probably recommend it to a friend, which is usually my categories for goodie. But I'm I'm this close to giving it an oldie because I was quite a bit bored. But I do like me some vampires. I'll, I'll give it a goodie. I'll give it a goodie. It's still better than most trash that comes out today. God, I'm <laughs> sad but true. Yeah, I think out of all the ones we've done so far, this is probably my least favorite but i was still fairly engaged the whole way through but i also like made a point to fucking turn like the wi-fi off on my phone so i only had my notes up to write on (laughs) (laughs) just to try and eliminate all distractions that was just disappointing (laughs) i i thought i was gonna like this the most out of the movies we were watching back around this time but um yeah there you go so what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mine from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character digestive have a pet? system? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Um, let's get into some spoilers. Uh, to kick off the spoilers, let's talk a little bit about... The uh, the cast, as we mentioned, Count Orlock is Count Dracula. Um, he's fucking fantastic. Mm. Love him. Yep. Uh, the, 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 the premise is uh, he wants to buy a house. <laughs> mm. Spooky! Oh my god! God, real estate! <laughs> so he gets in touch with um, a real estate agent. Horrifying! Ooh. God. I mean, he was, to be fair. Yeah. The guy that plays Nock is, um, he's, he's great. I enjoyed- I thought Nock was Nosferatu. Uh, Well, that's the whole thing. Like, if we're in spoilers now, he is like a thrall of, of, uh, Nosferatu. So they say Dampier. It's never confirmed if he is, or Mm. just, you know, a creepy dude. But, uh, Dampier is a vampire spawn, so he was a vampire, apparently. Yeah, I don't know how how Nosferatu managed to uh, to get him under his sway, considering how far away they are. Maybe something in the letter possessed him. I don't know. <laughs> Nock read the letter and was like, "My master." Mm-hmm. You open an email and oh no, I'm a vampire now. I think there's a Hellraiser movie where that happens. <laughs> that's funny. The box is an email or something. Ah, uh, that's that's incredible. Mark is read and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I got an email from that Nosferatu guy. Uh, I'm just I'll put that in the spam folder, fuck it. <laughs> but uh yeah, this version of Jonathan Harker is Thomas Hutter, uh, who works for the real estate and he's gonna go over to uh to Transylvania and try and sell Count Holocker House. The premise of this is very silly on paper now that I think about it. Yeah. 
I thought it was very funny at the time. <laughs> uh, as soon as they said, I think it was real estate agent. I was, I was, I was in laughing mood. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. And he's like, <laughs> yes, you go and get the, go and get Orlock to buy this house. It will cost you a bit of money, a bit of time, and maybe a little bit of blood. <laughs> Yeah, so um, he's played by Gustav von Wangenheim, uh, who who's an interesting historical figure. He was uh, one of the the members of like the Communist Party of Germany at the time, so he was quite popular yep. there. Um, when when Nazi Germany started to to take over and Germany became Nazi Germany, he fled to the Soviet Union, and he was like one of the founding members of the National Committee for a Free Germany, which is like a pretty it's a relatively important like historical party at the time for the, for the Soviet Union. Mm. So yeah, it's interesting that um that 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 he was in this. I I find that quite funny that um every German movie that we've done so far has had massive historical figures in it. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Was anybody a Nazi this week? No one was a Nazi this time around. Hey, hey, progress. In terms of the problematic stuff in this movie, it's only really like the the vague anti-semitism that is a part of the dracula story in general like dracula kind of looks like the, <laughs> the jewish archetype at the time kind of a little bit problematic when you think about it right, but that's yeah, the yeah. only thing that really hasn't aged too well mm. uh, is that but also the director was um like he was gay as well so he probably wouldn't have done that on purpose because he probably wouldn't have wanted to lean into harmful stereotypes that cause persecution. Probably he wouldn't have wanted to do that. And the guy that played Nock was Jewish as well. So I, I've got a feeling oh, that... Oh, fantastic. I've got a feeling that there wasn't anything bad uh, in... I can like this movie. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you can like this one. Whew. Whew. Man, it's, I'm glad I could like a movie this week. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is... Uh, the last couple of movies, it's like, oh, I really like, oh, it's a Nazi, oh, pet it for, oh, God, I can't, oh, no, I can't say I like these movies, oh, thank God. I don't think there was any malicious intent behind the scenes or in the making of this movie, so that's great. Thank God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm confirming this is a goodie, this is the best movie we've watched this year, <laughs> uh, this is fantastic, I love it. And for something that came out a hundred years ago, that's a pretty big flex to not have any sort of <laughs> yeah. problematic anything tied to it. What a flex. What a flex. So yeah, he goes over to Transylvania pretty immediately. Some scary stuff starts happening. I like how uh, like he wakes up one morning, he sees that he's got the bite on his neck and he's like, hmm, two mosquitoes must have bitten me rather close together. <laughs> Yeah. That was great. I love that. That was funny. After spending the night in a creepy castle, that would be my first go-to as well. Yeah. Clearly mosquitoes. Well, he's in the land of uh, robbers and werewolves or whatever it is. Um, go ghosts and werewolves. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was the werewolf thing? <laughs> the hyena? I love that. Yeah, the hyena. Yeah. Because no one's seen a hyena before. It's like, what's that strange dog creature? It must be a werewolf. Must be a werewolf. Clearly. So, yeah, he sells Count Orlok a house, and then Count Orlok gets on a boat uh, with a bunch of coffins filled with dirt. Rats. And, um, and rats. And the rats are carrying the plague, which I thought was a cool bit of detail. Now, wait, wait, wait. Was it the plague, or was it Nosferatu feeding on people? Well, this is set... The, the time that this movie is set is during the plague. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, was the plague ever real? Oh. Or was it what Doctor, what those Doctor Shills came up with? Don't listen to the to the main Doctor media. God, <laughs> that's oh what they want you to think. It was actually yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was actually Nosferatu feeding on all those people that killed them. That's that's my 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 fan theory about this movie is it's there is no plague it is just not because like we see Nosferatu kill some people on the boat right yeah we do but their deaths are attributed to the plague so I was wondering is the whole plague him or is it like some of most of it's the plague but some of the deaths are actually him eating people I liked how they called um the ship that he's coming across on a schooner. Because uh, for context, in Australia, um, when you order a drink at a bar, <laughs> there's many different sizes, and one of the sizes is called a schooner. So as soon as they were like, and then Count Orlock got on a schooner, and I was like, fuck yeah, he did. Good on him. <laughs> you bet he did. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, it's a long voyage. What else are you going to do? Exactly. Oh, I also liked um, the bit of text that we got uh, just before the third act starts, where it's like, somehow Hutter has gotten home. <laughs> and they didn't even try to explain mm. how he managed to get home. It's just like, oh, somehow the Emperor's returned. Oh, he's back now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's here. Still better than uh, some modern movies, I'd say. Not naming any, any Star Wars movies. But yeah, he gets home and didn't... didn't Orlok specifically bought the house opposite them. Across the street from him and his wife, yeah. Across the street from them. Of all the houses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he saw a picture of the guy's wife and he's like, oh, your wife has a nice neck. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. Yeah, there's nothing else to it, that's it. Yeah. And then finally, uh, she, the wife, has to defeat Count Orlok. How does she do it, <laughs> Nate? Well, she, she does it by dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, shit. Aha, get beaten. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Someone dies in this horror movie? Yeah. My God, that's terrifying. Yeah. Not exactly a high kill count movie, that's for sure. Just one death. Uh, there's a bunch of, like, people being carried off in coffins throughout the movie, so I guess technically. Yeah, yeah, the, the, all the sailors on deck. But I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like, yeah. for main characters, you know... There's that one scene where one of the sailors is down in uh, the bottom of the ship and sees, like, a transparent image of Nosferatu. That was fucking cool. That was really ahead of its time, I think. They did a, a good job there. Yeah. That's a good effects. I like the calligraphy of the writing. I was just going to throw that out because we're font boys, you know? <laughs> I like the calligraphy. You can like calligraphy. There's that, nothing that, wrong that's with liking praise. the calligraphy. That's high praise. No, 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 no. I agree. I agree. Wow, awfully defensive there, mate. <laughs> I agree. The calligraphy's nice. How dare you, sir? How dare you? How positively dare? Yeah. No, because we 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 do, we used to do this whole thing where we talked about the font of the intro, and so um, like the font here was actually quite quite cool because obviously they're doing like a he's a count and he's very. Uh, mysterious and very posh mm. but i liked the calligraphy and i liked the the like evil satanic writing that they use <laughs> all these like squiggles that was fun the symbols and vigils and things yeah 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 yeah. terrifying <gasps> demonic language oh what do you think about the scene where count orlock is like sneaking up the staircase <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's like if uh, a baby giraffe got hit by a car <laughs> after that car had hit a baby deer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's some of the most awkward, clumsy, slow, unusual ascent of a staircase I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's meant to be floating, maybe. Is that why he's so, I don't know. Uh, even if that's the case, that's still uh, <laughs> that's still hard to decipher. It was very funny, and I loved it. I love all the seats with Nosferatu, like that one where it strikes midnight, and he like a hunter opens the door to like peek out, and you just see Nosferatu like T posing <laughs> <looking laughs> towards him, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's amazing!" Oh, the like wide-eyed look. You can see why it's like an iconic movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I love, I love the like the shadow work. Like the Nosferatu uses the shadows to like creep around, and he like grabs her heart. Yeah, with a uh, shadow. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's pretty good." That's pretty good. Although it is, yeah, like it's a it's a pretty good mixture between actually being quite cool and then also being very silly. Like when he arrives in town and just carries his coffin around for five minutes. It's like, this is, yeah. This is very silly, but I like it. And the music is like, da, 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 scary man carrying a coffin. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he, he stays out a bit too late. Uh, drinking that good, good bloody juice. He's like, mm, num, num, num. and then he's like, oh no, it's dawn. I've done a goof. And then he goes and stands in front of the window so the sun can destroy him. Yeah. He does linger in front of that window for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Very dramatic. And then he dies. Yeah. And then Nock is like, he's dead. Oh no. So that we know that he's dead, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because mm, him evaporating wasn't indicative enough of his death. But uh, definitely, nowadays, the vampires at least try to avoid being hit by the sun and have to be bamboozled into uh, getting killed. But yes, it was a bit of a, like, deus ex dawn, Emma. <laughs> yeah. I just would have thought after being alive and around for as long as he had been, he'd be a little more careful when it came to things like open windows and sunlight. I mean, maybe he's only ever been in his castle, you know? He doesn't know how the, how the real world works. Yeah. He just threw caution to the wind, yeah. He got bewitched by that beautiful neck, you know? <laughs> what that neck do. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe... I wonder if people at the time found this kind of funny too. Because if they did, then maybe this was like the first midnight fun horror movie. Maybe maybe it could have been. I don't know. I think, I think fun and horror for a long time have gone hand in hand. You yeah. Know, you can you can laugh but also be terrified. Like that's a coping mechanism that some people, not naming names, have sometimes <laughs> is to just laugh, to try and laugh it off because you're fucking pissing your pants. Yeah, you know? you're watching the yeah. episode uh, of Doctor Who called Blink and you're just laughing the whole time, but secretly. Oh, fuck uh, that. Your pants are drenched. <laughs> nah, nah, pants may be drenched, but that ain't funny. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> There's nothing worse than watching a scary movie and then all of a sudden your pants are magically shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Know, it happens to the best of us. We've got um the universal version of Dracula coming up, I think in like eight years, maybe. Um, So I wonder, it will probably end up doing it, but uh, it'll be interesting to, to compare that to this if we do end up doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, that That's I'm looking forward to is the difference. And I wonder if they'll improve on it or change it or do some other stuff, you know. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, let's, let's uh, do something else now. Zach, do we want to do the game first? 
Absolutely, absolutely. So now, for the first time this year, <gasps> I am going to do something different. Oh my god, he's going to do something. Nate, get behind cover. Wow. Zach's going to do something. <laughs> yeah. For I have gotten some reviews Ooh. for this fantastical movie, but not just from Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Because Sandro is so married to Letterboxd, I have also gotten some reviews from Letterboxd. Oh my god, you've gone over to my domain. Yes. I'm going to have a bit of a quiz now that... I thought we were going to do earlier because that's what you said the format was going to be. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> we're doing it now instead. Oh, scary. Ooh. Horror is subverting expectations. So this was horrifying for you. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you said last week that we should stick to the schedule properly, but then we didn't do it. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. It's a new year. I'm stuck in 1922. I've got a lot on my mind. But that's all right. Uh, so, Nate, you're going to be our, uh, our, our test subject, our trial runner here, you know. Okay. You got to test out this new little little quiz I got because much like last year, I've gotten five reviews. Okay. But this time, two of them are from Letterbox, two of them are from Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And one of which I have come up. So I'm going to have some questions for you. Ooh. First, I'm going to read all of them out. Roger. So so pay attention. Do you know the difference between Letterbox and Rotten Tomatoes, Nate? <laughs> Like the sort of demographic that's that's different between not them. no not in terms of demographic. Well, I was going to say anyone can re- be a letterbox reviewer, can't they? But then I guess so can anyone. Anyone can be a Rotten Tomatoes reviewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rotten Tomatoes is usually like really bad opinions, and then Letterbox is film bros trying to be funny. That's usually yeah. Okay, which is why which is why Sandro's on the Letterbox one. Yeah, I'm a, gotcha. I'm a big time film bro. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, both of us were big film bros. Um, all right. Steven says, what the beep is wrong with this classic? 12 explanation marks. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, sure. We, we have Gunner who says, I only watched this to understand the SpongeBob reference. Oh. What? There's a SpongeBob. I, I need to look this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a big part of one episode. That's a very famous episode as well. You haven't watched Spongebob, Sandra? I haven't watched that episode, no. God, grow up. (laughs) Yeah, grow up. (laughs) Get educated. Becca says, my favourite type of vampire, disgusting goblin man. (laughs) James says, my roommate watching me get up at 12am to eat shredded cheese. And uh, finally, Zach, uh, spelled correctly with a H. A must-watch, especially for those who care about the history of cinema. Well, that one's not you, because that would be too easy. (laughs) Or is it? So now that I've read those out and you've forgotten what they've said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you some questions about it. So the first question is, which one of those is my review? I thought the Zack was a red herring. Uh, It could be. It could be. Or it could be a double bluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to go all in. I think... Wait, what was question? Which one did you do? The last one. Yes. Which, which you're, you're, you think it's the last one. Okay. I do. I, I think you just went balls out and just said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not even going to try and hide. I'm going to hide in plain sight. <laughs> I, I've done that before, but I also, every time I see my own name, because I'm a vain man, I must put those <laughs> reviews in, in the review section. Uh, all right. Well, hang on. Well, okay. Just, and again, <laughs> you, you were very, you were very clear with the rules of this game um yeah 
I just have to follow up with, so some, this name might be made up. Some of these reviewers' names might be made up if that's part of the quiz. Uh, one, of, one of them is. Okay. Uh, in that case, the one about the cheese. Cheese. Oh. The one about the cheese is you. Oh. You, don't, you don't want to go with the one where I put my own name on it? <laughs> no, I, I retract my first guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, you go with cheese. If it turns out that I was right originally, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Goblin Boy one. Scorn is correct. Scorn oh. is correct. It was the shredded cheese one. So it was the cheese one. Let's go, dude. Oh, yeah, you like cheese. I love <laughs> you cheese. You've like an unhealthy relationship with cheese. I forgot. Absolutely. It's me. The Nosferatu is me at 12 a.m. Getting up to eat shredded cheese. <laughs> well, good work. That's one point there to Nate getting on the board. So one point for Nate. Uh, all right. Now... You've got to pick which reviews, now that you know which one's mine, are from Letterboxd and which ones are from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So you might need to recap on some of these reviews. I don't think so. No, I don't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've got Steven. What the fuck is wrong with this classic? You've got uh, Gunner, who says, I only watch this to understand the SpongeBob reference. Mm-hmm. You've got Becca with My Favourite Type of Vampire, Disgusting Goblin Man. Yep. And you've got Zack, which is a must-watch, especially for those who care about the history of cinema. Ooh, I think I know. Mm. I think, I, I think I'm think i going to... I think I'm going to get four for four on this one. All right, Sandro, go ahead then. Go ahead. Uh, first one is Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Second one is Letterboxd. Third one is Letterboxd. Fourth one is Rotten Tomatoes. That's exactly what I had as well. All right, excellent. All right. Well, you're both correct. Hey! That is the correct. Excellent. So you both get four points for that. You now have to guess what the highest rating that these reviews have rated the movie. Between 0.5 and 5. Yeah. And then for an additional point... Guess which one of the reviews gave it this highest rating? Well, uh, the, it sounded like the, the, the last one, a must watch, whatever, I forgot the quote, but that one, and I think they gave it five. Mm, I, think, I think you're right. I oh, will go with that one too for the highest rating. Surely it's a five out of five, right? Aha, you've both been bamboozled. It's 4.5. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Zach. I would have also accepted Gunner, who also rated it 4.5. Well, there we go. Oh. And then the second last question, which is the lowest. One's the lowest. I think the Goblin Boy one might be the lowest. I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. Mm. Uh, and that's my lowest rate. I don't know what the rating would be. Do I have to guess that too? One. One. One, Ooh, okay. Bold. Uh, I'll go like three, I think. All right. Sandra is completely wrong on every level. <laughs> Sandra gets zero <laughs> points. All right. Right on. Uh, Becca actually rated it four out of five. Oh, okay. And Steven was correct, but it was 0 0.5. They did rate it 0 0.5, the lowest was possible. close. So close. Yeah, yeah. You were very close. But you do get a point there, unlike Sandro. I, I suck. I'm the worst. Yes. Much like a, a vamp. Ha ha. No one's made that joke before. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Howdy, it's me, Selly McSeller. Do you like the podcast you're listening to right now? Do you want to find a way to support the hosts? Well, you can. Go to patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goodie pod and chuck in some money. You can get rewards like ad-free and early episodes for $1 a month. And for $5 a month, you get access to all of the bonus stuff. There's bonus episodes at the Wazoo. We got an ongoing series about Friday the 13th. We've got series on Nicolas Cage and Police Academy. We've got alternate options that didn't make it into the show. And we've got stuff voted on by you listeners. Sandra and Zach have hired me to do this ad read every single week because they can't be bothered plugging the Patreon themselves. So I'm going to do it. I'm Seller McSeller. Patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goodie pod. That's where you go. I'm an, I'm an American. Yeehaw. Woo. There we go. There we go. Let's, uh, let's do something else. This one's always really fun. Um, <laughs> it's time to come up with a remake of this movie. Now, here's the thing. There's already remakes of this movie. Oh, what? What? You're saying people expanded on the vampire genre? This is wild. In 1979, uh, Werner Herzog made Nosferatu the Vampire, uh, which actually uses the names from, from Dracula, which is really interesting. But uh, yeah, mm. that one is apparently... Fantastic and better than this, uh, but uh, according to quite a few people, um, there's also Shadow of the Vampire from 2000, which is a meta horror about the making of Nosferatu, but also maybe spooky stuff was happening on the set. Ooh, Ooh. Willem Dafoe plays Nosferatu. <laughs> oh hell yeah! And there's a new one in the works from the director of The Lighthouse and The Witch. Uh, Robert Eggers is making one uh, with. Bill Skarsgård, who played the clown. He was Pennywise. He's going to be Count Orlock in this new one. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. He was so creepy in those films. He was a brilliant actor. Yeah, he's really I good. I actually am now very interested in that. And I really like Robert Eggers, so that could be a, a fun film. Film. But we're going to come up with our own remake. Uh, we're going to recast uh, five mm. roles. Five roles. Got to recast five of them mm. uh, and also come up with a director. Um, the roles are Count Orlok, uh, Hutter, Emily, the wife, Nock, obviously. And I have personally chosen to recast the rats as James Corden. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can't wait to see him singing. He'll be playing CGI rat boys. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see him singing on screen. The plague is coming. And then someone just steps on him. <laughs> All right. Oh, fantastic. Uh, my uh, recast is uh, someone who's played Batman. I think you will be familiar with it. Mm. As uh, Count Orlock, uh, Robert Patterson. That's Count, okay. um, <laughs> it's Count Orlock. Hmm. And then uh, 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 Hutter. I'm thinking Taylor Lautner. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guess who my final <laughs> um, for the female role might be? Do tell. It's uh, Kristen Stewart. Ah. Uh-huh. And Knocker's played by fucking Martin Sheen. I know, yeah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're... For a serious answer, what do you think? <laughs> when I was thinking of who's going to play 
um, Orlock, my brain just went to the first bald actor I could think of, and so I was like, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. I'm not locking that in. I'm not locking that in. <laughs> Oh my no, God. With, with Diesel Diesel now. Orlock. No, that's, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. So my real, actual, real casting, if Vin Diesel wasn't available, of course, it would have been either uh, <laughs> Willem Dafoe or J.K. Simmons. Oh my God, J.K. Simmons is that. That's inspired. I like that. I like Willem Dafoe, though. Willem Dafoe would also be really good. I like Willem Dafoe a lot. He's already played the role, though. That's the thing. So do we count that? If he's already done... The role. Okay. All right. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. That's, J.K. That, Simmons. I like it. My Hutter. Uh, I want, to, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. I think he'll be cool <laughs> as as Hutter. Yep. Um, who else? We, are we doing? We've got Emily. Oh, a throwaway. Because she doesn't, you know, she gets bitten and she walks on I the I mean, we can, we can put some more scenes with her in it. You know, her whole thing of like wistfully looking off, you know. Mm, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Uh, and then who were the last two castings? Well, we got Knock. Oh, uh... Um, I hate I hate to bring it back, but Danny DeVito? <laughs> I, was about, I was literally about to say Danny DeVito. I was yeah, say there we go, there we Is go. Is that like a running joke? We, we've already cast him as, um... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Dr. Caligari, but ah. he's such a talented actor. I think he can do multiple roles. I know? think we can bring him I in I think this. we can put him in, absolutely. I can't think of anyone else who would be good as... As that character, like no one else, quite captures that energy the same way that uh, the Danny DeVito would, and just James Corden as those CGI rats, I think, would really <laughs> just bring this whole movie together. Yeah, exactly. A director, though, I, out of all the directors working in horror right now, Nate, or even like just drama, who like who screams Nosferatu to you? Honestly, I'd pick Eli Roth. Oh, fuck yeah! All right, Ooh. Eli Roth can be the director, but only. Oh, wait. Did I cast my mice, my rats? No, you can cast your rats. Absolutely. Go for it. The entire cast of the 1993 cartoon series Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> okay. James Corden and the Biker Mice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Biker Mice from Mars. Absolutely. Eli Roth is pretty... I like that. I like that. I, he's doing uh, the Borderlands movie reshoots mm. too, I think. So he's kind of- well, he's been replaced now, I believe. Oh, okay. I believe. Yeah, I think Eli Roth is good. Ty West could also be good. I really liked his movies um, X and Pearl from from last year, but he doesn't really scream vampire to me the way that Eli Roth does. So I think that's a really good idea. I was going to, you know, honorable mention could be that uh, Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Um, as a director. I mean, he, he helped out Tarantino on From Dust Till Dawn, so he's kind of already had his toes in the vampire world. But he would make this, well, he, yeah, he'd either make it like that and Machete or he would go full fucking CG yeah. Spy Kids. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Look, I love Spy Kids. I was the biggest Spy Kids fan, but even I'm like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, enough of this. <laughs> that could be a bit <laughs> that, rough. That, that was a good pick, though, yeah. Who did, um, who did, uh, Don't Breathe? Oh, ooh, yeah. good movie. Who was that? Is it Fady Alvarez? Yeah, Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that also did the 2013 Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, him. Ah, yeah. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock him in. Hey, we could have multiple directors on this. We don't need just one. I'm just saying. (laughs) Eli Roth and Fady Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Iconic. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there we go. That's that. And that's the entire Damn. episode. Hey, speaking of Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead Rise is out later this year, and we will be doing it on Patreon. And Nate, I reckon maybe you should probably come around for that yes. one, I reckon. Yes, yes, uh, and yes. <laughs> he's already watched it five times before it's even come out. Like, he's already watched it. I do feel like I made up a majority of the views that the trailer has. <laughs> But yeah, if you do want to check that episode out, it is up on our Patreon. That was, um, uh, was that last year? I don't even fucking, years all blend together. But mm. that is up there on the, the, the Patreon, as well as a brand new episode, which is out on Wednesday on Friday the 13th, part two. Fantastic. As we continue to make our way through that franchise. Uh, what's your favorite Friday the 13th film, Nate? This is going to actually probably get me murdered. I Yes. <laughs> Controversy. Put it on our show. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Freddy vs. Jason, dude. I oh, fucking love it. I was not expecting Hell that yeah. one. I know, I know. And to be fair and to be completely transparent, I pretty much love anything and everything that is attached to the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. brand. Even the TV show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there was no TV show, you know? That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, so I don't know. As far as like popcorn horror flicks go, you got the meeting of two titans. Although in a very silly whatever, Mm. there's some fanboy in me that just was in love. The soundtrack was awesome. (laughs) You know, the movie was, I'm going to say it was sick, but like, you know, I know I'm going to die on that hill with my three other friends that also feel that way, but... I mean, it's incorrect because obviously Jason X is the (laughs) the correct choice. But, you know. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Nate. Um, Where can people people check you out if they want to watch your streams or just shout at you for liking Freddy versus Jason? Yeah, please direct all uh, Friday the 13th hate towards my uh, Twitch channel, Twitch TV uh, slash NateXBS. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, again, boys, I appreciate you having me. That was a fucking blast. I always have a, <laughs> a good time coming and talking about these films. No worries at all. And I'm sure we're doing many fucking horror films this year, so you're always welcome back whenever we do another one. Oh, love the sound of that. I appreciate it, lads. Uh, links to all our shit is in the uh, episode description as well. Check out that Patreon, as I mentioned, Friday the 13th Part 2. Uh, we're really working through that franchise, Zach. We're doing number three. We're considering actually watching it in 3D, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Commitment. That could be interesting. It'll be a fun time, but that's up there right now. Uh, Go check it out if you would like to. I've got to pick uh, next week's movie out uh, out of films from the year 1923. Now, a lot came out that year. I was having a brief look um, earlier. We, we, we got the the usual subjects. We got, you know, some uh, some Charlie Chaplin, some Buster Keaton mm. popping up here as well. Uh, a film called Hollywood, which uh, which looks fun. Where the North Begins. Oh yeah. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, very nice. The covered the covered wagon. A bit of a western could be fun. Mm, mm, mm. But the first thing that gra- oh or. Daddy? Oh, what's this? No, pass, pass, pass. Daddy? No, not this year. Not again. But the first film that really jumped out to me, uh, you you know, it's a man hanging from a clock. Oh, my. He's holding onto a clock. It's Harold Lloyd. He's holding onto a clock. And I'm like, what the bloody heck's up with that? I reckon uh, we should do some slapstick. We kind of did some slapstick earlier with Charlie Chaplin, but this looks like all out slapstick because he's hanging from a clock. Oh my god, what movie could you possibly be talking about? Safety Last is what I'm talking about. Ah. 
Mm, Harold Lloyd safety last. I think that'd be fun. We like the comedies, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next week, uh, safety last. Let's do that. All right. Let's send Nate back to the present. I've got to continue my journey. Oh, yeah. You took this rather well, Nate. I thought you were going to freak out more when I sent you back to the past, but you've, you've, you've done quite well. I've just built different. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Fair call. Fair call. I agree. All right. See you later, Nate. Let's zap him with the thing, turn him back into an orphan. Bye-bye. 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 Wow. Hi, orphan. You're back. Well, there's a portal. I'm going to head off there. Zach, you head back to the present yep. and do your prep. Uh, I'll see you in 1923. I'll see you in the future past. Pa- the past, which is your future. That's my... P- yes. That- Bye. That makes no sense.